0: Why are the playoffs better at Boston pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics, starting with our new BP wing ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement and deep fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And of course the advanced stats, darling and leader in pints per game, the new beer Mosa catch the playoffs at Boston pizza powered by Fanalytics. Oh, Vegas after round and oh, Vegas found out. Let's get into it with the lead. (laughs) The series shifts back to Edmonton, all tied up at one, but all the confidence and all the momentum is sitting with the Edmonton Oilers. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day, live on location from Sherwood Ford the Giant with a giant game day edition of the show. We are live on the Oilers Nation YouTube where Dukes is in and I always read the first comment no matter what, so I guess I got to read this. He says, my name is Tyler Uremchuk. I want to eat more cat food. Let's go, Oilers. Les is also in and said, let's go, Oilers. Need to play with urgency and intensity tonight as well as some discipline. He's predicting 5-2 Oilers with a nuge empty netter. Welcome in to the show live from a makeshift sports closet studio. Mm -hmm. Tyler Jay and Liam with you. Liam, we even talked to you in a couple of days. Your yeah. thoughts on the Oilers game
1: to dub. Wasn't it exactly, I felt like it was exactly what I expected it to be. Like I thought they were going to come out hot and heavy on Vegas just try and dominate them early and that's exactly what happened and they did it for basically 60 minutes, both mm-hmm. scoring goals and beating the wheels off them too. So that was great to see.
0: Yep. Um, as we all know, Tyler reads whatever's on the teleprompter, so yep. well done. Uh, well, The Oilers actually just showed up. They came and played hockey. Like, game one was just weird. Like, we couldn't make passes. Like, we talked about this ad nauseum, so I didn't want to dwell on it. But we just showed up, showed Vegas exactly who we are. They tried to push back, and we actually made it even more difficult on them and also are now winning the mental game against them after that. So, just a dominating performance in every facet of that. Totally. Uh, Guitar Maniac says, Bruce Cassidy is probably the best coach the Oilers have faced. Vegas is going to be a lot better. Gotta be ready. Tyler Mulek says, gentlemen sweep incoming for Mm -hmm. sure. Jamie Fitzpatrick in the chat. Let's go. I think the only thing Vegas really has is if we can continue continue playing our standard is intimidation. And I want to touch on that quickly. Vegas tried to intimidate in that game. And Vegas found out the Edmonton Oilers can't be intimidated. The, Mm -hmm. The team as a collective from Dry Kane on down to Vinnie Desharnay and everyone else, Clint Coston, you can't push them around. And Vegas, I think, was feeling a little embarrassed down five rip and tried to really say, okay, we're gonna try win one battle, one part of this game. And they couldn't do that. It's it's, it's exactly that. It was sheer embarrassment from just letting them up on the scoreboard to then having them try to be physical with us and them being the aggressor and then us putting them down. Now, the question you have to ask going into this game, though, is like there's some hurt egos there in in Mm, Vegas. So tonight's going to be a very telling game. Like, how is Vegas going to show up? Because not only did we dominate them and just play, but it was the physicality and the mental warfare where we owned them. Mm -hmm. Vander Kane hugging, scaring carrier. Like, (laughs) what? How? What, what's the response going to be? Are they going to come with more range, more angle? Like, this is going to tell us how this series is going to go is how Vegas shows up tonight because we know we're in their heads. We're cooking delicious breakfast for everyone. But it'll be what happens tonight will kind of dictate the series or it will be that gentleman's sweep because right now we are owning them mentally in every facet. Did we have a Vegas troll in the chat there?
1: There was somebody saying, let's go Vegas, but their name was like something Arizona. Ah. So they're crossing borders they're down gone. there. <laughs>
0: they're gone. <laughs> yeah. They're gone from the chat. Don't worry, everybody. Uh, before we get set for tonight's game with a short for giant game day edition of the show, let's take a look back at game two a little bit deeper with our three big things for our friends at Betway 19 plus play responsibly. Accounts flush coming back home. Jay. Oh, it is loaded up. Ready to make some big bets. And two of us won the game day big bets challenge. But we'll touch on that a little bit yeah, later. Not- get to that later. Uh, three big things. As we already talked about the physical dominance. So how could our first big thing not be Leon dry settle? There was a point where this guy had six goals over four periods to start the series. <laughs> 13 goals in the playoffs now. That would have led last year's postseason as a whole. 13 goals in the playoffs is only six off the all-time record for a single playoff run set by Reggie Leach back in the 70s. Leon Dreissel might hit that this series. Like he might hit like, it by the time this thing shifts back to Vegas. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's insane, man. This guy is playing as a man possessed. When that guy enters playoff mode, it is just sheer domination. He's got that big body. He can push, mm-hmm. he can create time and space. He doesn't even need to move. And he can create time and space. Yeah. And then obviously he's a threat with that burger burger flipper, whether it be his one T or his sick passing. Like the guy is just insane right now. He's automatic. He's inevitable.
1: Oh. He is very he is our Thanos, you <laughs> yeah, could say. You know, yeah.
0: He's got his glove.
1: They were saying too, I think the, the record for most goals in a series by one player is 12. So Leon is halfway there with two games played. Wow! I mean, who has that record? Man. I can't remember who they That's said, but they said it on the broadcast. Probably but
0: Newsy Lalonde. Cyclone Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what record did Dry settle break last game? Cyclone <laughs> Taylor's consecutive road playoff games with a goal. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. Cyclone. Sorry, Cyclone.
1: Cyclone. What was the other one earlier in the year? When McDavid had the two points, oh, Brockhead or something
0: like yeah, that, wasn't it? That was a funny. Great one.
1: names back then, but, no, yeah. but that's <laughs> th-
0: like these guys are breaking records, and the guys whose names they're passing are like from the 30s and 40s. That's the kind it of run a they're on. Game, yeah, yeah. Just shows us goalies wear tuxedos back then. is <laughs> uh, just an absolute beast. You're all talking about it in the chat. Adam says, "Man, Leon is a goal per period." in this series. That is truly insane. Odin says he's proven he's the second best player in the league right now. He's the best player. The in, the best player in the league, right? And I, mm-hmm. I said this on daily face off live today, but if you're going up against the Edmonton Oilers in a playoff series, I think what this is showing us is the thing you're most scared of is Connor McDavid being the best player in the series. Mm-hmm. The second thing you're scared of is dry settle being the best player, or I should say McDavid being the second best player. Yes. Cause that yeah. means Leon's taken over, right? Like it's just, You can't stop them both. That's what we've learned through eight playoff games. Isn't McDavid like 15 points in in eight games? Like hit three points last game. Yeah, Yeah. he's still like putting up points. But the fact that like somehow Dry settles found that crazy gear that he always finds in playoffs, man. This like ever since right before he signed his
1: big ticket, he shows up in the
0: playoffs, man.
1: 76 mm-hmm. points in 45 playoff games for Leon No Dreisella.
0: player in NHL history sees their points per game increase more than Leon Dryaset from regular season <laughs> to the playoffs. And again, he's over a point per game player in the regular season. It's wild. Uh, someone in the chat here is uh, Corb said Dry has got that dog in him and oh, he absolutely got, yeah. does. Oh, a, lot a lot guy. of dry for Conn Smythe. The name we were thinking of, by the way, Liam, Punch Broadbent. Uh, that was
1: it, yes. Num- That's
0: a number two on my three big things, you just uh, hinted at it, Jay. Connor McDavid's waking up. That was his best game of the playoffs, I think, without a doubt. That goal he scored, tucking it one-handed on Bressois after peeling past Shea Theodore, who is a good skating defenseman. That was something. Even oh. the second goal was like, that's how you know McDavid's on when he's finding those little holes and just sneaking pucks in. He sees it. He was he was feeling it in game two, and I think that could be the wake up moment for Connor McDavid.
1: Yeah, and I mean. That goal, to the Shea Theodore one, I just want to know what Shady Theodore was thinking, trying to toe-drag around Connor McDavid when Not he smart. scored that <laughs> goal. Very bold decision by Mr. Theodore there, and he uh, he found out, I guess you could say. A lot <laughs> of
0: people found out yeah, that game. Yeah. A lot a of, finding, of finding, out. finding out.
1: Yeah, but McDavid, <laughs> I pulled out pace. So he has 15 points in eight games. Last year, he had 33 in, tw- in 16. So he's pretty much on pace for that. We just haven't seen, like... The pure dominance, I think, yeah, but we've seen it maybe twice, and I think last game was a good example of that. Also, no penalty minutes yet, which I just realized, so there you have it. There you go.
0: Well, the thing that Vegas is doing with their, you know, the theme of effing around and finding out is they're going to the penalty box. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do that, you will find out that our power play
1: is hot. To to me, that says that the Oilers are in Vegas' heads big time. I know, man. If if Vegas is going to the box and they were the least penalized team in the NHL, then they are... Just confused, honestly, about what's <laughs> happening. Their identity. Yeah. That's
0: the thing. Like, who is showing up tonight uh, for Vegas? Is it like a mentally beaten down Vegas that's already kind of given in? Or are they going to find a way to bounce back after what happened game two? Because that was in sheer embarrassment. Are they going to go Leafs or are they going to go Panthers? I think that's a that great dog question. In them or do they got that little puppy in them? Yeah. Number three on my three big things. Uh, he gave us a handful of viral moments. In game two, uh, there was the blow and the kiss to the, the fan. The mayor of Vegas. The mayor of Vegas, sure. Uh, there's blow and the kiss to the fan. There's the old ground and pound on Keegan Colasar, And then there was the quote after F around, find out. Evander Kane, I mean, we talked about McDavid waking up. Evander Kane didn't wake up. Vegas poked the bear. And he's yeah. ready to roll now. And I think what we saw last year is an Evander Kane that is consistently engaged is a big, big problem for the other team. And he had not been consistently engaged through, I would say, seven and a half games in the playoffs. I fully expect that to change going forward. Evander Kane is feeling himself and Vegas yeah. let that happen.
1: To say the least. And I would like to address the body punches that were going out on Twitter. As, like That is totally fine that people do that. And also, did nobody notice that Keegan Solisar jumped on Evander Kane first? like He wanted to fight him. And then, yeah, yeah obviously ground. the quote, yeah. But also, Evander King's punching equipment is probably not feeling too well, great. You we could have punched him right in the face multiple times. Like, body punches, come on. Yeah,
0: like those are more respectable than head blows, yeah. right? Well, that's, a, yeah, when people are like, oh, that's like against the code or whatever. I'm like, what, you would have preferred him to go lefty and beat <laughs> yeah. him under the visor a hundred times? There like, is some famous uh, fights. Go to hockeyfights.com where there's been some body blows that have led to some uh, epic defeats. I loved it. Evander Kane. Hopefully that was his big wake up moment here in the Stanley cup playoffs game two against Vegas. It felt like more than just a win for the Edmonton Oilers. It felt like a, they asserted their dominance. They took complete control of the series. I think, and you know, momentum doesn't always carry over from game to game. I've always been a big proponent of that. Um, But that just felt mental momentum. This is different though, right? This is Mm -hmm. different momentum. Play this clip here, Aaron, that you got teed up, five one 25 seconds to go, Jay, and look at all the empty seats in that building. It's basically a lot of black cloth and then a lot of orange. We we were in the building. Yeah, they were starting to leave at like ten minutes left from the third. <laughs> yeah, it cleared out in a hurry. In Did Las they Vegas.
1: pump sound into the building? Because there was sometimes on the broadcast, it sounded like that place was loud. But then you look around, there wasn't a lot of people there, and it didn't look like anyone was really making any sound. But there was uh, definitely a lot Oilers of crowd fans loud. Loud. Oilers
0: fans there were loud. There was?
1: Yeah. Okay. Oilers that fans were loud. Fans, if That would
0: sense. Vegas fans, if the team is in it, are very loud. Yeah. as we noticed yeah. in game
1: one. Yeah, it just seemed like there was like a lot of like, let's go Knights and stuff. And it was like midway through the third, but nobody was there. Maybe was some like, games and
0: shit by the, the Knights part. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. Uh, we also got this Knights fan who was trying their best to throw me off. On the bossing you. Yeah. Also, so... Just the, like the, a true oilier unfazed. I had someone ask me, they were like, was it like annoying sitting by that person? But so they took this video, that was during warmups. So I was dialed in watching the line rushes in warmups. And then they played this during the game when yeah. they were going to break after a stoppage. So they canned the video during warmups. We didn't actually sit by this person, but I did, did learn... You, did you even recognize? I, I didn't even see that person there. I kind of saw it like out of the corner of my eye because she was doing her little shadow boxing for like <laughs> 10 minutes. Like It was not like a one-off thing. pregame tie But I did learn that she's apparently a pretty uh, famous, I should say, Golden Knights fan. She's pretty well known around there. So I love the passion. Her getup is actually really cool. Um, I actually
1: have an announcement to make to Tyler. Okay. And this is a big one, I think. We spoke about this before the series. And the question was, who is the rat of the Vegas Golden Knights? And we couldn't really come up with an answer. I think it became very clear on Saturday who the rat is of the Vegas Golden Knights. And his name is William Carrier.
0: Yeah, that he is. He is a little sucks. ratty. And Kolasar. There's a
1: couple of rats. Kolasar, but I will give Kolasar credit that he'll actually drop the gloves oh, and, yeah, yeah. and do it. But William Carrier first of all defends Brady McNabb for some reason, who's six foot four and didn't need your help. He asked Hyman to fight, then didn't drop his gloves. Yeah. And then at the and then goes into the box and chirps like he just scrapped for twenty minutes. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, is chirping with Philip Broberg and just gives him a nice little punch to the face with his glove on and then tries to fight Cody Cece. It's like, yeah, all right, man.
0: Yeah, like, who do you want to be here? I don't know how much they showed on the broadcast, but the Carrier and then Hyman and Kane yelling. showed well, a lot. It went for the whole a penalty. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, they didn't stop when the play resumed. Like, the play was going, and they were standing up, still going at each other. It was insane. I'm
1: pretty sure they showed Kane asking him to fight when they got out of the box, too. And obviously that never happened. I, don't, yeah. I think I would imagine Colesad just, uh, sorry, uh, Carey just sat on the bench whilst Kane was playing hockey because he's partially irrelevant to the yeah. game.
0: You know, you know how else we can tell Kane's feeling it in warm up. He had his jersey rolled up to his shoulders. Oh yeah, they, they showed it. <laughs> yeah, did.
1: Kevin BX was like, I've literally yeah. never seen that before.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> were, really for a guy who like almost suffered a career ending <laughs> yes. injury uh, by slicing his wrist. I would advise him to not do that, I but it looks armies. cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. He like, he was setting the tone. He was yeah. looking mean. I said, it's mental warfare. We are playing it at a high level. Uh, Captain Felton is in shame, shame, shame. Yes. How dare you? <laughs> hey, I mean, they Still chant shame every time the Oilers go to the box. <laughs> they took six trips to the penalty box. Uh, it's a Sherwood Ford Giant game day. We are live on location at Sherwood Ford the Giant. And how about this? You need to get an oil change done. You show up with your vehicle to get an oil change. And if you've got a playoff flag on that car, 10 bucks off for your oil change as well. Being a fan pays at Sherwood Ford, the giant. Uh, we are going to get into our giant keys. We're going to give away a shirt. But first, I got some numbers to throw your way for our friends at Boston Pizza and their Fanalytics-inspired menu, which you can pick up now. Your most is Italian deli pizza, deep-fried shrimp, pizza flights. It's all good.
1: I had a piece of flight last night. You went I back. Went, oh, what, went, what, what, went what was your flavor cycle? We had spicy pierogi. Nice. A, a meteor. Uh-huh. Tropical <laughs> chicken. The trifecta. Eclenting. Eclenting. Oh, it was it was amazing.
0: I'm looking for a little pregame meal tonight for uh, for tonight's game. The Italian, six, the Italian one is good. Yeah, yeah. it is. Six thirty start tonight. I know it's early like, one. It's it's very early. Got to like rush to like. I don't hate it. It it uh, you know coming back from Vegas, we were there for what felt like a year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know getting to bed early tonight <laughs> is nice. It would be nice. So uh, yeah, not the worst plan in the world. Uh, how about this for a number? The Oilers power play goes three for six, fifty percent. And their percentage on the playoffs as a whole drops to 56. Damn. I mean, like, they are automatic. Like, I talked about dry settle being inevitable. I mean, Vegas, if you want to give the Oilers, give them three power plays a game at this point, you're basically putting yourself in a one or two goal hole.
1: Uh, and the one power play at the end, the sixth one was like Costum was on it, right? It was yeah, basically it was just, uh, just the lines. Yeah. but Yeah, yeah they, they were the, basically three for five when it mattered. Yeah, and the power play. It's just, you fully expect a goal to happen, which is the wildest thing. And like, we've known for so like around the NHL, around like 20 to 25% is a pretty good rate. And I think that's what Vegas was kind of shooting yeah. around. Right. So yeah, just the power play. It's, it's gross and for people who like there's some tweets out there today talking about matthews and like his expected goals and like, dry saddle just goes on the power play like let's just appreciate the historic rate that this team is kind of shooting yeah. at right now and every not team just gets power down plays. yes it yes. happens to every team we're awesome. just better at it than you
0: yeah 100 yeah some Leafs fans are bringing that up today uh oilers power play 56 percent of the teams still in the playoffs second is Dallas at 31.3. The Oilers power play is Yaremchuk math 24.7% Ooh, nailed 20, it on the fly. I did? did I know it? Yeah. I, I did. Know. 24.7% better than the second best team still in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That is something. 31% <laughs> better than third place. They're doubling up the field. They're lapping everyone with this power play. I I don't even know why, like, like Vegas, like, and and I guess you have to, to try to show pushback and life to spark the team. But like, I don't even know why you're trying anything right now because you do not (laughs) want that power play. But I say, keep it coming. We'll keep feeding.
1: That's why I think it'll be interesting to see what Vegas do tonight if they'll come out and try and be aggressive, knowing that if you put them on the power play, then they're probably going to score, right? So that's like,
0: so like, are they going to try to respond physically tonight? Are they just going to try to just, Oh, skate us. Yeah. 3.13 power plays per game so far in the playoffs for the Edmonton Oilers. They averaged 3.35 in the regular season. So pretty much getting more or less the same amount of looks Mm -hmm. here in the playoffs, but just burying absolutely everything right now. I see a few of you already dropping in your giant keys to victory. We're going to get to that and give away some nation gear a little bit later on in the show. Uh, But I want to talk a little bit about the rest of the team. Because I think there's some interesting stuff when it comes to that. Uh, Liam, you pointed out how many Oilers put up points in, uh, in the last game. Six. Only, six. Only six players put up points in the game. Let me But you. I actually felt like the depth effort was really, really good yes. from the Edmonton Oilers. So even though it didn't translate on the scoreboard, I mean, I look at a guy like Warren Fogle. When he was on the ice last game at five on five, the Oilers outshot the Golden Knights nine to three. The best Oilers line when it comes to shots for and shots against was McLeod Fogle Ryan, who played almost six minutes at five on five and outshot the Golden Knights four to one. In total, the Oilers had nine different combinations of forwards take multiple shifts together in that game. The depth didn't come through on the scoreboard. But when you look at how this team stood up for each other, how they dictated the pace of play, the depth was still a big part of that yep. win. They weren't a liability. They're contributing. Yeah. They're making sure they're keeping the Golden Knight at bay. I like that someone was checking out the Mustang behind us while we were rolling there. <laughs> we just sold a Mustang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're working on selling people. We're beef, rolling here. It's a game day. Liam, that would almost be concerning for me if I'm the Golden Knights. If I go, okay, game one, everything broke our way, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Leon said it was still doing whatever, but like the Oilers' depth didn't show up and we kept McDavid at bay. Sure. I look at game two and I go, okay, the Stars went and did their thing again and the depth is starting to get better. If the Oilers get offensive production tonight from their depth, blow out game three.
1: Yeah, I think 100%. And yep. I think the big thing for me about the team contribution overall was they made life way easier on Stuart Skinner than they did in game three. 100%. 100%. I started in game and one on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. And like he had that big save in the third period. Granted, the score was kind of out of reach, but the glove save on the power play, and it's just like, if you make life easier on him, he's going to be a way better goaltender. And I think in game one, we did get away a little bit from what Skinner did. Like, he made, like, two or three really, really good oh, we saves. Horrific, but yeah. the this yeah. were brutal in front. And I know that was one of our mailbag questions this week, was, like, when is Skinner going to steal a game? It's, like, it's not about him. I'd rather not hear from Stuart Skinner the entire playoffs, honestly. Just the team needs to be way better in front of him, and that's what they did on Saturday. And, yeah, if they can do that again tonight, and I don't care if, like, the depth guys don't score, as long as they have some impact. Like, Clem Costin was the only forward not to get a shot, and you noticed him. The whole time yep. he had those big blocks, and I know he kind of had the mistake on the goal, but then he got into fight at the end too. Like he was impactful in in his role, yeah. and that's what matters.
0: You can make an impact without scoring. One hundred percent. It's it's effort goes a long way. It's like being 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 on the ice and being responsible and leaving it to the others. If you're not feeling it, like that's that's what a team game is all about. Just do what yeah. you can when you can. Uh, we got some people in here saying they would buy a vehicle from you, Liam, because you mm. seem like an honest guy. Yes. The entire sales staff here at Sherwood Ford the Giant. It's a staff of Liam's.
1: I used to be a salesman. Really? I was a custom framer, and I had to sell frames to people. So uh, okay, like I framing think, pictures. Yeah, I would frame. I would like design uh, out the frame and the mats on it and everything like that. Back in my Michael's days.
0: We are uh, <laughs> always. We're always learning more about you. I got Every a little show. bit many of many layers. <laughs> we peel. We peel one back a show. Yeah, one one layer <laughs> we of have the. A lot of banana. shows to go.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Jamie's in says, keep imposing our will upon them. And yeah, I mean, I think yes. that that's a great point. Cameron was in with a similar one. Stay under their skin, force them to be discouraged and take dumb penalties as they are going to try their best to stay clean. And I think, you know, asserting yourself physically is an important one tonight. Uh, let's get to our giant keys to victory. Sherwood for giant keys to victory for game three for the Edmonton Oilers. Drop them in the chat. We'll do a draw. We're giving away a hashtag ON oil up playoff to you. You can get yours. At nationgear.ca or you can take a stab at winning one we're going to go around the horn here and give our keys to victory mine is going to be production from the bottom six i think if you could get a goal from a mcleod or a fogel Derek ryan klim costing kyler yamamoto whoever it is get one or two from the bottom six and you are going to be living good that's my giant key to victory
1: my giant key to victory isn't even going to be one that needs to be sustained the entire game but i think The first 10 minutes of this game are really going to set a tone of what needs to happen, and yeah, I think that's going to be it. The Oilers need to be the best team within the first 10 minutes, try and put Vegas down, and see if you can get them rolling like last game, where they just roll into the box every shift.
0: I love that. That's exactly mine. Just It's starting hot, getting the the first goal or two on the board and forcing Vegas to be desperate, because that's what happened last game. We all saw what happened. If Mm -hmm. we do that, getting their heads quick on the scoreboard, they're going to make a bunch of mistakes. They're going to take a bunch of penalties and just do the math on our power play More goals will appear. So shot out of a cannon set the dictate the pace. And and let's be the first one to score here against Vegas to rattle the cage some more. Yep. Let's get to what you're all saying in the chat for a second here and put some (laughs) names in the draw. Egan is in and says key to the game, stay in their heads and keep the offense up. TC says four check like crazy. The Oilers were turning pucks over and drawing penalties when they were pressing the Vegas D, I like that one as well. Scott Aroni says key to victory. Duplicate the effort from Game Two. Spiced Oil says key to victory. Stuart Skinner, Gordy Howe hat trick. Um, That'd be big. Yeah, that that yeah, would be that, that something. Would be, <laughs> well,
1: if we get a Stuart Skinner goal tonight, I think we're in. I think we're in good. Which state,
0: 1930s yeah. record would Stuart <laughs> yeah. Skinner break, and what is that goalie's name? Lorne <laughs> Gump w- Worsley. <laughs> oh yeah. Potentially. Uh, JT says, play with the same force in the first period as we expect Vegas to give a good push early on. I like that. Chris Walkling says, key to victory, just copy and paste what you did in game two. Liam, what's your key to victory? I just said,
1: that's the first 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs)
0: Do you want to know what mine is again? (laughs) No, no. I think I remember yours uh, for the most part. Jamie Fitzpatrick, stay out of the box. Continues today to stay tight and keep them to the outside. Win your puck battles. I don't hate that one. Either a lot of good stuff coming in on the Oilers Nation YouTube chat. Um, Which one? Riley's? I'm not reading He was very excited. Riley Riley knows the joke. Was that this show or was that real? Tyler getting whipped (laughs) pregame. I'll put you in the draw, Riley, because you get the oh, joke. Oh, was well-deserved. Yeah. That, that, that's a lull right there. The oh. funny
1: thing about that was people were asking if the lady who was doing the shadow boxing behind you was the same lady who did that to you as well. Oh, no, so, wow. Lady. Yeah, different lady. One was dressed lady.
0: as a cop and the other one was dressed as a golden knight. Yeah. A shield maiden. Uh, people making up the name of the goalie Stuart Skinner would pass from the 1930s. Oh, uh, yeah. What do we got? Scott Aroni says Vern Bam Bam Nichols. Oh. They always have the wacky nickname, they, was right? different time. Yeah, was different time. Uh, Davin says key to victory, roll up your sleeves. Greg says key to victory, body shots. Anna is in and says protect the puck in front of Stu. Let's throw some of these names into the chat and hit our Oilers Nation prize wheel that is spinning around very fast. All right, I'm going Anna. It's not going to be oh, Anna. It's not Anna. It's going to be uh, Spiced Oil. Spiced nice. Oil. Spiced Oil. You can shoot me an email, Tyler at OilersNation.com. You've won yourself a hashtag ON Oil Up Playoff Tee. Courtesy of NationGear.ca. Maybe you want to rep some of that new dry saddle gear we got, and the effing phenomenal line like Jay's wearing right now. With turned the it turned into a hoodie. Turned it it's into a, a hoodie. special. Yeah, uh, we got the shirts though up at NationGear.ca right now. Uh, let's continue moving along and get to our cooler question brought to you by Greta, where we will be back mm-hmm. having a watch party. Yeah, <laughs> mentally wheeling in the cooler. Uh, we're gonna have our next watch party on Friday. I'll be around for that one hosting. Game five of the series, maybe. We're, I'm not going to say it because we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. But <laughs> shout out to Labatt Canada for a cooler question. I don't have a nice, cold, refreshing Bud Light in front of me. But the cooler question, how about this? Predict a fight for tonight. I'll go first because I got one. Okay. William Carrier versus Zachary Hyman. Think I think so? Hyman's maybe fighting it a little bit, maybe wants to get going. He sees the way Kane's woken up. He goes, I want that. He's gonna fight Will Carrier. Just don't take the instigator. Yeah, they had they exchanged a lot of words in the penalty box. I watched it. Hyman was fired up. There was a lot of yelling and pointing at Carrier, and then pointing at the ice. Hyman's gonna go tonight with Will Carrier. Carrier, I think, to save his career, might have to. <laughs> there you go. It's <laughs> not damning. Like I think you have to do this, buddy. Um, okay. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't know if anyone wants to f around with. Of Vander Kane probably not but I can see him getting pulled into that so like a him and Kolasar rematch because obviously the body blows like that's a viral moment yeah that looked embarrassing for you Keegan Kolasar it's Keegan right yeah and he skated down the tunnel and smashed his stick on the wall so he got embarrassed so he might try to save face and uh, show up against Vander Kane and that will be a classic F round to find out (laughs) part two
1: I'm going to go a different approach. I'm going to go Brady McNabb versus Vinny DeHane. I think that'll be a big boy till after McNabb took out Hyman. And it wasn't really talked about as much. A lot of it overshadowed it, but that was a big hit on one of the other stars. So I think it needs to be addressed.
0: I got to point out one thing that happened from that game. So Aiden Hill got in the game, right? Yeah, And he Mm -hmm. is, he's spicy, Mm -hmm. right? He's got, he's, he's got a, a temper. So he was getting in the mix a little bit there. And then I was looking at what Skinner was doing and he was glued to the net. I don't know. But which, whatever, it's, it's, it's not <laughs> the end of the world. But it's like, the playoffs. At least just like skate to the red line, you know? Yeah, yeah at least let them know that let you him, would. Let, let him know. Let them know that you're watching. Yeah. Uh, over 300 watching. We need more likes, says Scott Aroni. Why not? Hammer that like button if you're watching on the Oilers Nation YouTube. If you aren't subscribed, Hit that button as well. Uh, let's get to some of your predictions for tilts. Scott Aroni says Nuggs versus Marcheseau. Oh, uh, yeah. TC Skinner versus Persuas. Uh We got a Colas Kane. Colas Koston, we got that quite a bit. A lot of Kane Carriers dropped in there as well. Christopher Palmer said RNH is going to go with uh, Will Carrier as well. <laughs> Ryan said Nuge versus Carlson. Tyler Mulik the Burnaby brawler. Uh, why not? Why <laughs> not? Nuge see, needs to get going too. I can see a Costin Petrangelo as well. Oily Gordo with a good one. What happens first tonight? A fight or a goal? I'll say goal because the goal. Oilers get one early. Oh, man. like That's If, if you're out. the Vegas Golden Knights, you should be dressing your, well, tough guys, starting them, and trying to get something off the opening draw. Probably, yeah. Who That's is, what they should do.
1: Who are want. the fighters? Is it like McNabb and Colasar, probably? Like, yeah, yeah. Are, yeah. <clears throat> trying to see. Someone said Woody and Cassidy. That would be a classic. Oh. But Dave Cassidy
0: Man- scares me. Though. Dave Manson Cassidy's would got- jump
1: in between over oh, the glass. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want
0: That's the bear you do not want to is Dave Manson. <laughs> Just do your research on him. He he is legendary in the WHL for his antics for the PA Raiders. Check him out. If you have to run with Dave Manson, you found out. Uh, Kolasar and Brett Howden were their penalty minute leaders oh, this season. you worry Brett so Howden. Warrior, Howden? There you go. Nick Hag, Brayden McNabb were both also 50 points. Oh, Zach Whitecloud. He ain't afraid. Yep. Nick Hag is a pretty big boy, too. Yep. Yeah. So they got a couple of big guys on that blue line uh, who would go. Matthew says McDavid versus Eichel would be unbelievable. Oh, oh, oh. I would love that.
1: I, I would be so I would,
0: scared. I would be scared, but I would yeah. love that. And I bet you Connor McDavid would love that, too. I wonder who the Oilers are going to start tonight because I do think there might be a little bit of that. Like, I think, well, I, well the thing is, we dictate that, right? We do, right? Oilers. No, no. Sorry. Vegas will pick first. Vegas picks first? Because Edmonton has last change. <laughs> so if you're Woody and you see that Bruce Cassidy's throwing over Carrier, Colasar and someone. Yeah. Nicholas Roy or whatever. And yeah. then the blue line is Hag and McNabb or something. Yeah. Who are you or throwing Hagen- Hyman, Kane Pink, and Costin.
1: Are you going Clem Shady?
0: Yeah. You're don't, not, don't, not even throwing a center on the ice. I might go and Vinny. And yeah, Vinny's on the blue.
1: Nurse. Nurse, yeah.
0: Interesting. Did you notice last game, uh Woody threw Vinny out as a winger when all that <laughs> stuff was going on? There was a point they had on the ice. Costin McLeod, Vinny, Nurse Cece on the back end. Like, I love... Woody's done that now a couple of times in these playoffs where he just kind of goes, enough is enough. That's And then Vinny yeah. goes over and the that's, boards. And that's why I like Woody, man. Like, yeah. that is... like. He, he understands the game of hockey and I love it.
1: He's pretty old school for like a new age coach, too. Well, in that's that kind
0: the of thing. Like it's, 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 he has that a little bit of that flavor. It's like the yeah. new school version of old school. Yeah. And he mixes it in when needed. So it's great.
1: You're not uh, tapping guys on the shoulder saying, Hey, go beat this guy up. You're nope. tapping them on the shoulder and they know what they got to go out of. And so. it's a
0: little like, Hey, no, yeah. no more bullshit kind yeah. of mentality. Yep. Uh, someone said, if they start that fourth line, Vegas, you go McDavid Dryce out of the load of the big guns <laughs> and work. I'm trying to score. He's like, hey, again, F around, find out. You want to play these little games? Well, we'll just beat you on the scoreboard. How about that? Yeah, that's true, too. Put Kane on there just in case. Because you know they're going to try to a liberty, too. And that's the thing. See, it's so easy to go dry settle into a penalty. (laughs) It is (laughs) so easy. He's got a short fuse. Oh, yeah. Uh, It was Christopher Palmer who suggested that. I like that suggestion uh, by him who dropped it in there. Uh, Let's get to just quickly some lineup notes for tonight's game. We don't need to break things down fully. Vegas is expected to be going with the same team tonight unless there's an injury that we'll find out about in warm-ups and it is expected to be Laurent Brassois between the pipes. Wasn't exactly his fault. Oh. Leon tries settle from his office. Connor McDavid on a breakaway. Like, what are you going to do?
1: To yeah. be honest, he played pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. Like, he was pretty good in the second and there, the third period. Could have been more. Yeah, way more. He, he was strong and I I kind of agree with to but go back to Nathan him. did put Aiden Hill in the second period? In the third period. Oh, he came into in the third, yeah. Also, I thought it was funny that he wasn't Jonathan Quick as a first-string goalie. Shout out, he was in the press box. Yeah, shout-out to the one fan who was sat in the TV show who had his Quick jersey on. Yeah, we, we saw a couple we of them saw, in oh the yeah. arena. It was weird.
0: Uh, for people who had some questions about the Oilers lineup, Yanmark back on the ice today. Ryan Rashog says it looks to be 11-7 again. I always think it's hard to tell. Just from the Oilers' line rushes, because you never know who they're gonna slot out there and how they're rotating things. If Yanmark is good, I don't take Derek Ryan out again. Go I mean, ahead. I know he was sick or whatever, which is why he came out, but like I'm not healthying Derek Ryan. I want Clem Coston in. He got to lead the stretch today, got some stick taps because of those two big block shots he had yeah. in game two, which were awesome. Like the cool part about being at the game is you can pick up on like little nuances. He blocked those two shots and the whole bench was standing up. It was five-nothing or five-one at that point. And he came and he was getting head taps and everyone was banging their sticks on the ice. I'm not taking Clem out, not taking Derek Ryan out. The rest are all obviously not coming out. So, yeah, Mark just has to, well, this is the obvious, just yeah. be feeling really good. Yeah, like I almost got to be healthy. Like, you even don't wanna if risk he's past concussion protocol and he tells you he's good and the doctors say he's good, I'm tempted to leave him out for a game and just say, ah. I would too. We'll come back to you when we need you, sort of. thing. Just because of the potential physical response, you probably want to keep Benny in.
1: That's the question yep. now, isn't it? If Janmark's healthy for Game Four, do you take out Broberg or Dehane? I, I after what happened last game, I would take out Broberg. I think I would too. Broberg's not ready for that type of hockey. No, he, he is. He not. was stunned when that happened. <laughs> yeah, like when when Carrier they. Sh- a close up because it was when high uh who fought it and costing and White Cloud to fight yeah. uh, and they were sitting in front of him and he took the blow to the face and it was just like he had never been punched in the face I before. Know.
0: So it's like boy, boy. They're in Broberg's head. Yes. Yeah. Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> NHL draft lottery tonight. I think it was Tyler Mulich who commented Ooh. how great is it to have the draft lottery happening for a generational talent unless, and we don't care about it at all. It is nice. It'll be cool <laughs> to watch. Yeah, who are we pulling for? So the best odds are at the top Anaheim, 25%, Columbus, 13 and a half, Chicago, 11 and a half, San Jose, nine and a half, uh, Montreal, eight and a half, Arizona, seven and a half, Philly, six and a half, Washington, six. Everyone else is 5% or lower. Um, I think Columbus would be the most interesting team that can turn it around in a hurry. They missed Zach Wierenski for the whole season. They just got putrid goaltending from Elvis Merzlikins. Mm-hmm. They're going to get some pieces back. They have like $18 they can spend with really no one that needs to be re-signed. They have two first-round picks this year. They could pick Bedard first, take that next first from LA, which is going to be in the top 20, flip it for another asset, and just retool this team in a hurry. And I trust Jarmo Kekalainen. I would trust Jarmo Kekalainen to do that. Columbus is the spot I think I'd like to see him go.
1: Yeah, Columbus would be good. You're welcome, by the way, Columbus for getting that pick higher for you. Um, I don't know who I would want. Like, I honestly hate four of the top, three of the top four in Anaheim, Chicago, San Jose. They all suck. Chicago's had their run. They need some time. With San Jose yeah. and Adelaide, like. Do you want Bedard in the Pacific? Would you take that? I actually wouldn't care. I think the Oilers are just going so to be so good him. that it won't matter. Yeah. Like again, I would like if you get to see, to see him, see him more. It'd be
0: neat. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. His, his, his window of opportunity is still yeah. seven years from now. Can you throw a poll in the chat? Would you like to see Bedard in the Pacific? Yes or no? Sure. I I'm might, interested to see how people feel about that. I'll
1: go Montreal. I think it would be cool to have a Canadian market.
0: Gary Bettman shaking what in me? his boots. Can you imagine if it's the last three, like clear cut consensus, number ones of McDavid, Matthews, Bedard all went to Canadian teams. I'm so I'm pulling for two. Um one is definitely Columbus, just because it, it's a market that's always dumped on. And, and they're diehards, all, they like, sold a lot. They've this got year. a really good fan base, yeah. and by all accounts, Columbus is actually a great city. I've never been, I've only been to Cleveland and, and Cincinnati in the fine state of Ohio. But I, I, I cheer for that. And then also, this is just, you know. <coughs>
1: Arizona. <laughs> like I think that too. I'm just
0: like if, they're, if, if you want to put your tinfoil hat on and you want to think the lottery is rigged, which it's not, <laughs> Arizona would win and it saves the franchise and they stay in Arizona and then they'll get their new arena where it needs to be. And then that franchise will thrive. If, It'd be a shame to see him leave. But, yeah. And we could actually go see him in the Mullet Arena True. for a couple seasons. That would be awesome. Plot twist. Arizona wins. Tempe City votes down the new arena. Bedard plays in Houston next year.
1: Now that would be big too. That would be good.
0: That that would help set the market. Yeah. Did you? Sorry, Liam. I was just going to
1: say, if he goes to Anaheim, he gets a reunion with Mason McTavish. From the World Juniors? From the World Juniors, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear what Frank's doing tonight? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. No, going to the tempe vote? No, no, he's, nope.
0: he's sequestered in the room where they're doing the picks. Like, he has to give up his phone and his laptop. Yeah, and he's gonna sit there as the lottery balls go and he's gonna watch it in person at the NHL offices. Oh, oh, that's cool. cool. So, uh, I think I'm gonna try to get him on the show tomorrow <laughs> to discuss the yeah, process. Yeah, to talk about how it all went down. So, I like, will cool. he because obviously his phone and his laptop is removed? Yeah. Like, will he know before they announce or do they keep it secret? Like, I think he, he will know. Process. Oh, that's cool. He'll know, and then they'll go present the cards on TV or whatever. So That's very cool. Yeah, I'm going to try to uh, convince Frank to move his hit up a so, day. Uh, let's do... I did this on DFO Live today, but let's do it here. Our official... I'm going to hit the sim button on, uh, on Tankathon. Our official Oilers Nation everyday predictions. Ready? Okay. Anaheim stays one. San Jose moves up two slots to two. Columbus, Chicago, Montreal rounds out the top five. Nothing wild going on there. I Arizona feel like, drops to six? Yeah, that'd be tough.
1: I feel like I always forget how this works. So one team wins the lottery, and that doesn't necessarily mean they win it they all, right?
0: They just move up. Yeah, right. okay. Right? One team gets to move up. Is that how it always works, or do, or can it stay in the perfect order? I think they do the lottery. They change it every year, but I think they do a lottery for first, second, and third now. Because like, oh. Vancouver can win first, but you can only drop a max of three slots, right? Yeah. So you can move up as many as 10. You can only drop three. Uh, Vancouver has a 3% chance of moving all the way up to first place. But after Vancouver, so Ottawa, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Nashville, Calgary, those five cannot go to first. They can only move up 10 spots. So Ottawa can go to uh, two. Buffalo could go to three. Pittsburgh could go all the way up to four. Nashville could go all the way up to five. Calgary could move up as high as six if they were to win. Hmm.
1: This is a very, very good draft. Very, very good draft. So I think if... Obviously, you miss on Badar, but then second over, overall is Adam Fantilli. This, he would be the Russian guy, Mishkov, is really good. I know you got to wait a couple of you years, like but what he comes years for him five years. I thought he was two more. I thought oh, he yeah. signed it's his 2023.
0: Deal. I think he can't come till 2027 or 2026. So, sorry, two Ooh. or three. Not so it's five. like a Kirill Krizov type, except scenario. he was a fifth round pick. Yeah, he's an guy easier guy dart to throw. I <laughs> will yeah. not be yeah. dropping. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're a GM and you pick Mishkov. You need to have assurance from your owner that you are not getting scrapped in the next couple of years.
1: Who who do you think, out of curiosity, would be the best team to take him? Mitch I, I think a team like Detroit would be quite good. Oh, yeah, because that's... Because yeah. they're it's, kind it's of already there. Spot. Yeah, they're yeah. in a comfortable spot with a GM and they've got a lot of talent already. They don't necessarily need him to change anything right now. They're pretty good this year, so... I'd,
0: I'd be interested in San Jose doing it, but it's all depending on their mindset. Because last summer, mm. their GM, Mike Greer... He was like, oh, we're, do- we're turning this thing around quickly. If this summer they're going to go all in and say, Carlson's gone, moving out some other big pieces, and we are committing to it, then you can wait three years for Mitch Koff. I've, I've yeah. got a theory. There's someone who can circumvent the rules in Russia.
1: <laughs> yes. His name is
0: Alexander Ovechkin.
1: I, I was, I think they, ju- they just
0: brought over another uh, uh, first-round draft pick Is now coming to join the team. I can see Washington taking him, knowing that Ovechkin can... Break anything that he needs to break for that guy to come sooner. Anything to help him hit his record, right? I guess. Uh, Adam Fantilli is over at the World Championships right now. Yeah, that's right. And they asked him because the draft lottery is happening at 2 a.m. where the World Championships are. And they were like, oh, it's like setting an alarm, waking up. And he was like, no, I'll just find out when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> Imagine like your NHL future is going to be decided. And he was like, no, I'm just really focused on the world championship. Like, got to get a night's sleep. Yeah, got to yeah. get a good night's sleep. In. I'm sure his phone will blow up like crazy. So hopefully oh, yeah. he has it in that night mode or whatever. He'll, He'll have it. to sequester himself to, yeah. <laughs> get All right, sleep. enough of the draft lottery talk. It's a playoff game day Ooh. here in Edmonton. Uh, AMA travel out of town scoreboard totally emptied. Nothing else but the Oilers today. All tonight. eyes on yeah. Edmonton. That's why it's at 630. Yeah. beauty is, is all of Eastern Canada, Eastern U.S., all the Eastern fan bases get to watch the Leon and Connor show. The- Two games tomorrow, Dallas, Seattle, yeah. Carolina, Jersey. Toronto season is on the line <laughs> Wednesday.
1: Oh, that, Man. The, Friday, the Saturday afternoon game for the Oilers was perfect. It was actually very nice to watch that game at five o'clock or whatever time it started. Yeah, like, right, Yeah. one
0: or two o'clock would have been crappy. Yes, 100%. five o'clock is not bad. No, it sets the tone for your night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so
1: that was good. Uh, but yeah, it's all eyes on the Oilers tonight. I think they'll get it done, and yeah. then I think Florida finishes the leaves off.
0: Well, man, you want to talk about like like where's the where's the heart? In that crazy team right now. Like, where did like it is astonishing what we're seeing. Like. Like Florida's got that dog in them, and they're working their butts off. Paul Maurice had a great quote today of like, "Don't worry about anything, just work." That's their mindset. Just yeah. work.
1: How about though on the overtime winner that uh, it was Sam Ryan who got it right? Untouched. How honestly, how did you get through Un- so much? Because- the
0: thing, like, like what are the Leafs doing? Like, yeah, there's no desperation to their game. Zero. They're just they're just sitting back and yeah, Ryan. Like they, that that goal could have been stopped. Like. Ten seconds earlier,
1: before we even cross the blue line, I, I let him walk in. I watched it and I thought, "Wow, what a goal!" And then I watched it again. I was like, "How did he even get through that gap of literally three like defensemen?" Yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, it was wild. So leaves have done it to themselves. Yeah,
0: uh, we got we got a fan in here who's out in the Maritimes, and they said that eight PM start was perfect. Even tonight, yeah. nine thirty. <laughs> I guess it's a nine fifty puck drop. Better than usual for you if you're out in the Maritimes. Maritimes is three hours, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it'll be 9.30, oh, 9.50 start time, Jay. <laughs> uh,
1: how, how far do you have to go to get the half an hour time difference? Uh, that's Newfoundland. Yeah, so it's that's just a little bit further? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, Crazy. Like I know Halifax or Bull, uh, Nova Scotia is three hours around Atlantic Standard. You rooting for Seattle in the Seattle-Dallas series? I don't want to them. be like a Leafs fan and be I like, know. we want Florida. Like, Dallas is... Our- Seattle I think Oilers see
1: awesome. playing a complete like yep. yeah. they're
0: they're they've got that they've got that Florida Panthers mentality like they're just working hard. How
1: yeah. about Dallas? I Seattle scored seven goals last night and no one got more than two points.
0: Like Dallas doesn't have a lot of depth, you know. Nope. Like uh, so like you kind of hope that Ottinger can kind of wake up and make that a series. I think Oilers fans will travel to Seattle better. Oh, for sure. why yeah, I want flight. Seattle direct flight. Yeah, totally. AMA travel can hook you up, but Jobs not done. It's a 1-1 one one series one between one the series. Oilers and Golden Knights. Let's finish up our game day preview by digging into our Betway game day big bets. Jay and I, big dubs. Liam, an okay loss.
1: I'm I'm satisfied with my loss because I needed the empty net. The power play goal was automatic, but empty net. As long as the Oilers win, I don't really care. And I, I think yep. I'm still in the lead, so that's big.
0: Yeah, it was, it was fine to be... Yeah. Uh, it was a comfortable play by you.
1: Yes, yes, I go, I go with the comfortable one. I wish,
0: I wish my mega money line would have allowed me to get more uh, unit uh, benefit for the uh, for the game, but that's okay. So tonight, let's dig into it. I am taking a layup. I just, I'm not getting complicated or anything. <laughs> oh. Oilers over three and a half goals minus 140. I'm gonna pick up a win. I'm gonna sleep like a baby. Simple as that. Even <laughs> if they were to lose. They're still scoring four goals somehow. Boilers hit so. that in the first period. Yeah. Yes, so minus did. 140 is mine. You guys are getting a little uh, spicier. Jay, what do you like? Wow, barely spicy. Every game's been over five yeah. and a half. You know, maybe expect a little bit more defensive game from Vegas. I don't know. But Boilers are a well-oiled machine right mm-hmm. now. Pun intended. Uh, and if, if Vegas gets loose and we're getting power plays, like yep. how do we not win 4-2, 5-2, 5-1, 5, two, five, yeah. one, five nothing, six, oh, I, oh, sorry. 6 nothing. <laughs> that 5-0 would
1: kill me. I want to give a quick shout out before we go on, because I just noticed, so Danny Gibson that's in the chat here is a friend of mine I went to high school with in England. And in England? He, in England, and he is, he's messaged me and he started cheering for the Oilers because, I can't remember the reason, but then he messaged me and was like, I had no idea that was the city you moved to. So now we talk about the Oilers and I told him about the show and now he's in the chat and it's the first time I've seen him. Oh, so that's no, pretty so. cool.
0: You were friends with him when you lived overseas. We went to he high school randomly together. randomly began Cheer cheering for, for the Oilers, Oilers. Yep. And then learned that you live here and cover the team.
1: Yes. So pretty cool coincidence. So um, shout cool. out Danny. Thanks hey, for Danny. coming in. Uh Robertson uh, in as Danny well. Boy? You can call him whatever you want. Uh, Danny Boy, welcome
0: <laughs> aboard. Uh Robertson and says the time's good, ten thirty A.M. in Melbourne. uh that's real nice. A little Tuesday, yeah. ten thirty A.M. Why not? Like breakfast television. Yeah. What did I go
1: with? Good. Oilers win and Dry two plus, two plus points. Yeah. I would that's call true. that one a layup. That is,
0: to be that is touche. He's minus 118 to score tonight. <laughs> like, I don't know why you don't go him and two plus goals.
1: I, I looked at it, it was plus 400. I did oh, consider it. I that did is consider a juicy, it.
0: juicy, juicy drink right there. I could see him just getting like three apples tonight, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. I could see him going off. But I mean, also
0: get him, see him getting nine goals tonight. Yeah, that's fair.
1: I was, oh, I think his first goal of the game was plus 400, too. And I thought about hitting that one because he's hit it in both of them now. So,
0: yep, pretty cool. I like that everyone's uh, welcoming in Danny to -hmm. the chat. Yeah. Newest nation citizen. And we love it. We love it.
1: Good guy. The show goes international.
0: Let us know if you come to Edmonton. We will love to host you. Yes.
1: You can stay with me. (laughs) Why not?
0: (laughs) All right. We got a new episode of Real Life coming this afternoon as well. Connor Halley's going live this evening with Oilers Nation After Dark. Oh, wow. You can tell I spent five days in Vegas, eh? We're there for so long. So long. It was so fun. My voice is giving out. Uh, Webster is watching 9 p.m. in Bavaria. Ah, there you go. I love hearing where people watch this show. All of the so Germans good. are from the Bavaria region. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's going to be a wrap on today's show. Sean Bell for Star Mechanical tomorrow on the program. We might even try to sneak in a little Frank Saravalli hit later in the show to talk about the draft lottery. Talk about As balls. always, Oilers Nation every day live from the Sports Causes Studio and today live from Sherwood for the Giant again. If you got a flag on your vehicle, you come into their fantastic service department, which is just over there. And if you got a flag on, getting an oil change, $10 off just like that. Sure for the Giant. It pays to be a fan. Betway. Boston Pizza, the new Fanalytics-inspired menu. Our friends at Labatt Canada. AMA Travel. I'd love to see them help us out with another trip later on, but we'll talk about that when we will cross that bridge when we get to it. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. Make sure you hit the like button before you go and we'll chat again tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.